Hello and welcome to the Chemscope podcast called Enlow. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Chemscope is, a recruitment training business um, co-founded by myself, Ed Khan, and Laura Hopes. And each week we're going to be giving you 10-minute snippets into our world of recruitment, tips and tricks to help you on your journey as an agency recruiter, and hopefully some laughs along the way too. We hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to this week's episode. We are covering... Market mapping versus lead generation. I pointed at her because I completely forgot. (laughs) Welcome to this week's episode. We don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, If you hear some rustling in this week's episode, it's because... Oh no, he's stopped now. Bunny rabbits. Just hop, hop, hopping around. Um, I am really passionate. We both are really passionate about market mapping as opposed to just generating leads. And I think the reason that, one, let's start with the the differentiation between Mm. the two, right? Building a solid market map, for me, is really, truly understanding the the space in which you recruit or the breadth of opportunity available in your market, Mm. right? And with market mapping, you are developing a list of prospects that will may potentially need your services over the next 12 to 24 mm. months. It's it's designing a map of your market which will feed your business development in the long term. Yes, proactive. Proactive. What I see most recruiters focusing on is lead generation. That's a job, I'll chase it. Oh my god, I was like <laughs> <laughs> like a nervous wreck. I was like, what? After that um, dragonfly situation, I was like, what's up there now? <laughs> but yeah, that's what a lot of, um, I think people mistake the two. They yes. go, oh, I'm chasing market jobs. Mapping is, a job, I'll chase it. Market mapping is lead generation. It's not. So generating a lead is finding out when a company is hiring right now. Mm. And the, the issue, or why I take umbrage with people just focusing on lead mm. generation is because it's so reactive to what the market is doing now Mm. and you are trying to chase down work that is already available. And Mm. what we ultimately want to be doing as recruiters is building pipelines, Mm. which means that you have a relationship with a prospect when they are ready to recruit as opposed to trying to establish a relationship with a Mm. prospect when they're already recruiting. For me, that just feels so short-sighted but but we look for quick wins so often in this job we spend Mm. so much time on lead generation as opposed to am I okay (laughs) don't know if you should be doing this anymore (laughs) next week guys it'll just be me (laughs) yeah I don't know where I'm at um but I think this is why I get so passionate about it because I just feel like in our business development, we spend so much time focusing on like, where's the quick wins? And it's yes. like, it's also not a quick win, just working on a role. And this is why fill rates are so yeah. low because you're just like, cool, welcome to the recruitment party. Join the other four yeah. agencies that are working on this role because sure, if you've got a candidate to offer yeah. us, we'll have a look Literally. at them as opposed to really actually planning your business development yeah. out. The chances of you filling that type of role are so incredibly low at the stage where the role's been advertised, been given to a few recruiters. God, in my opinion, I'm like, don't work on that role. It's a complete waste of your time. Um, because other recruiters are trying 
to work on that role. It's been advertised directly. Like, what value do you really have? What what control, know, what influence. Literally. And you might get lucky. And yeah. that often is a way that we open yeah. the door because there will be people listening to this being like, yeah, but that opens the door to relationship. Yeah. And it does if you fill the role. But this is also why so many recruiters' fill rates sit so low because they're working on roles that aren't fully qualified, mm. where there isn't full commitment, there's definitely no exclusivity, and the market's already been covered already. Mm. And I think so, I'm not saying don't yeah. use lead generation in your business development, but if that's your sole business development strategy, you're missing such a ripe part of yeah. the market that is about building relationships now so that when they recruit, mm. They're calling you and going, hey, I've got a role. And that's where your feel rate starts to increase. And that's intelligent business development. It's not putting your head in the ring with every man and his dog. It's you've actually done the research, intelligently mapped out who is likely to be needing your type of services over the next 12 months based on your research of past performance with those businesses um, and then actually intelligently going, cool, there's about 300 businesses in my target market that I would like to canvas over the next 12 months. And we've talked about business development strategies and average turnaround times for prospects to clients, seven or eight touch points, guys. It's going mm-hmm. to take a while. And that's fine if you've got the right people within your market map that you have quali- sort of pre-qualified as good prospects. Yeah. Um. But only then can you actually then roll out a real strategy of business development. But if all you're relying on is, I'll wait until there's active jobs there, you've lost out because the good recruiters are doing this and they're building the relationships way before there's a need. And there's trust built there with clients when there's not a need. And if you're the one recruiter, and I can almost guarantee you, you'll be one of very few recruiters that will go out to meet a client when there's no jobs there. Build that relationship there, and when there's a need, they will use you. Mm, it's the easiest type of business development because you go and get it from a point of, hey, I want to come and meet with you to find out about your business. I know you're not hiring, and that's totally fine, but I just want to find out more about you. I want to tell you more about me and how I work and, how we'll and be start able building a relationship. The and then that's where, yeah, that's where the wins happen, in my opinion, good wins. Definitely. And it's really interesting because I've run a lot of training around running a client meeting Mm. and people often say to me, okay, but where in the client meeting are you taking the job brief? (laughs) And I'm like, no, I'm talking about a client meeting, like a proactive client meeting where there isn't a job brief there yet. And people are like, oh yeah, we don't really do those. And, and this is, and I, and I see this a lot and I'm like, that's, that's where the juice is. That's where you get the ability to influence, to start to map things out. Because, yeah, I mean, I, for the majority of my recruitment career, targeted myself to two to three new client meetings mm. a week that weren't focused around picking up jobs. Yeah. That wasn't, that was a job briefing. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm talking a new client yeah, meeting. Two things there. Not a job briefing session. Yeah. And I think we don't put enough importance or value on that in our industry. Mm. And I would say that is the most productive business mm. development that you can do. Yeah. My biggest pushback from consultants, senior consultants, is, well, I'm targeted to X amount every quarter to bill. Don't have time. Um, if I do this, it's going to take me away from doing all the quick win stuff. And I'd love to think long term, but I just don't have the ability because we mm-hmm. go quarter to quarter. And I'm like, 
Well, it starts with you. You need to manage up here, in my opinion. Having led 50-odd consultants previously in my last organisation, what I would have loved to have seen is someone come to me and say, As this is my market map, map plan. There's 300 companies that I've researched. These are the companies that I'm targeting for these mm-hmm. reasons I've researched. These eight great clients, they've all hired 10 plus senior marketers in the last 12 months. I think they're going to be a really good client. They've got a good name in the market. This is my rollout plan for them for the next six to 12 months. These are the different touch points I'm going to have with them. And I'm going to target myself to go out and meet with X amount of people a week. Someone had said that to me, I'd go, I don't give a shit if you build a single thing in the next three to six months because I know you've got a solid plan yeah, and you will get there. But if you're just waiting for your manager or your boss to go, don't worry about billings, do a market map, that's never going to happen. But if you want sustainable growth within your desk and see when reap the rewards long term, then you're going to have to put in the work now and manage upwards in some cases. Yeah, I agree. And I think it is just about carving out a couple of hours each week even to focus on proactive business mm. development. Like pick 10 companies a week, yeah. map them out, yeah. pick up the phone, start building that relationship, add them to your call mm. cycle. Like yeah. you can start small with it, yeah. but I think there definitely has to be that return to proactive business development Mm. and to carving out the time to doing it so that you're not just being opportunistic, chasing a job as and when you Mm. see it because that is lazy BD that will lead to quick wins but will also lead to a lot of dead ends, Mm. I think. And it's it's not having a long-term focus on your your desk or your business. And the rejection rates are so high with... Yeah, it makes it even harder. Yeah, to then go, oh, I enjoy business development because all you're doing is chasing leads... Be honest with yourself about the last month of if you have been chasing leads, how many of them have told you to boot off? Mm. Yeah, we're already in process. We've got interviews happening. We've got recruiters working on it already. We place the ad ourselves. Like that's when we start to hear those objections. Whereas when you can call someone and say, look, you may or may not be recruiting at the moment. I don't actually care. But what mm. I would love to do is start to establish a form of relationship see how you do go about your recruitment, figure out if there's a good match here Mm. with how we actually operate, start to establish that relationship nice and early in case you do need anything over Mm. the next 12 months. You know, do you have some time for me to pop down and work through that with you? Mm. That feels way more strategic. And that's enjoyable, That's a conversation you cannot have with an ad chase call. You're calling for a reason. I've seen you've got a job. I've got great candidates. No, thank you. Not interested. Where do you go from there? You've called with the intention of, I've got people for you. And if they say no, that's it. That's pretty much the conversation gone. Yeah. You can't then go, okay, no, but I'd still love yeah. to meet with you. They'll be like, like, no. No, I just told you no. Yeah. Like, now I've told you no, and yeah. now you're being desperate. <laughs> and so, yeah, get it way, get that relationship going and started and humming before they actually need to recruit. Yeah. Um, and you'll be one of very few recruiters that does that. Yeah, agreed. See you guys next week. See ya.